Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Welcome back, everybody. Fire the cannon. Another week, holiday week here. Jeremy Ember with you for another week here on the Fire the Cannon podcast. Joined once again by Brett Swinney of NetSN. And Brett, first off, how are you this week? Uh, getting ready for a nice holiday week with your family? Yeah, nice holiday week. It's going to be, Jeremy, uh, a lot of uh, things going on at NetSN this week. We Unfortunately, it's not a week off uh, at NetSN. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because people always say, "Man, it must be nice to have a week off." And I'm like, "Well, not really. We got a basketball game today on Monday. We got uh, no football this week. We're we'll talk about that in a minute." But um, I'm actually excited to jump in and help you. I've been helping you out the last couple of weeks in the booth with some playoff games, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump in and get two more this Friday. But definitely Thursday. It, it, it'll be interesting to see when you see me Friday, Brett, if I'm able to move around much because uh, <laughs> Thursday will be uh, a day of overindulgence probably but uh i my wife ran down the menu with me for for thursday and i was like well this is going to be trouble so Uh-oh. Well, be- i get you out of the house at least you'll have to uh, climb up down some stairs maybe yeah no um, elevators at the stadiums this week i'm going to take the stairs the whole time uh, yeah you can work off all that uh <laughs> turkey and dressing and all the uh pies and everything else that you've got going on so brett you don't know this but one of the arguments among the coaching staff is who the best uh griller is who's the best cook among the coaches and it's really been a point of contention and, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Now you don't know this obviously, and people at home don't know this, but coach Nick Harrison, who just came to us this year, he is anti-smoked meat. Um, Hmm. And actually as we're recording this on Sunday, he texted the group today and said that uh, he had went to a, a Thanksgiving with some of his family and he was disappointed because they had a Greenberg Turkey that was smoked there for their food. And he was texting us how, how he didn't like it. And we're like, dude, something's wrong with you. But for the rest of us, for Coach Ryle and myself and Coach Agnew, Coach Collins has conceded that he's not as good. Like, there, it's really a three-horse race, we think, between me and Coach Agnew and Coach Ryle. Um, so this sounds, is kind of a – Sounds like we need a competition. Well, you know, we did last year. At the end of the year, Coach Dawkins fed all the coaches one day, and, and Coach Ryle and Coach Agnew and I went to Coach Dawkins and said, hey, look, instead of you catering this thing, right, instead of you spending more money to cater it, how about you take a portion of that money let us buy some meat each, and we'll all three smoke our own meat and bring it and let everybody eat it, and we'll decide whose is better. And uh, we decided when we had that contest that everybody was a winner because we all got to eat great food. So uh, I will say this. Coach Ryle is coming to my house to eat Thanksgiving dinner. So No pressure. I, I feel like he's conceded also that it's me. Ooh. And so maybe it's now just me and Coach Agnew. And Coach Agnew, it, he's, he's more of a uh, – now, if you like catfish, Brett, I don't know if you do or not, but if you like catfish or any kind of fish at all, Coach Agnew is your guy. He's He is the fish master. Well, you know, we talked about this. We found something that we have in common, Jeremy. We don't yeah. like seafood. We really don't like seafood, but I will. If Coach Agnew is making catfish or whatever he has, I'll try it at least a little bit. But uh, Okay. okay. Anyway, that's a lot of talking about food, but uh, it's that week, right? It is that week. Yeah. Um, feast week, right? 
feast week for all sports fans. It's a huge week. We were we were ta- we were doing some shows for NetSN, recording that today, and we were talking with the guys on there that you know college basketball season really picks up this week with college basketball tournaments all over the place, and then college football games and and teams wrapping up their year. And of course, that's that's all that's been on TV the last few months. But it's just a busy time of the year. As we're and you'll look up and it'll be Christmas uh, here in, in a few days. It, it'll feel like so. Uh, but anyway, but we're glad you're with us again this week on Fire the Cannon. We've, we've been kind of sporadic over the last few weeks, and it's been difficult because as things wind down and new things start, it's hard to always get people together. And uh, we're just going to – we want to continue to do this to let you know what's going on. But before we talk about what's going on, we do want to go back because we haven't had an episode since the end of the, the football season and the playoff game against Grace Prep at home. And, um, Brett, you were there calling the game for NetSN. Of course, I was there. Um and, and a lot of people listening were there. We had a great crowd that night, first of all, I thought. And, and that was uh, – we appreciate that. I know our kids appreciate it. And, and even even though the game didn't go the way we wanted it to, it was it was still nice to have that many people there uh, and supporting the way that you did. But it was a tough loss. Um, it was one that, that, man, the game was so close. I mean, it was, what, 16 to 13 with anywhere from 9 to 10 minutes. Left. I don't remember exactly, Brett. But, man, just kind of the – the proverbial wheels fell off there uh, at the end with some things that happened. And uh, really, you know, anytime the year ends, you, you, I mentioned this on our broadcast last week, actually, but you know, you will always remember the last game of the year, but I don't think you'll look back and only remember that. I, I think it's part of the whole thing. And I think that the frustrating part for the coaches and even for the kids, I think the, the part that the kids were frustrated by was that playoff game against Grace Prep did not represent what they had done all year, Brett. Yeah, it really didn't. I, I think, but in, in kind of way, in it encapsulated the season you guys have had. You know, you had a lot of injuries early, in and out of the lineup. You had guys all year. You had guys step in and, and step up big, but the injuries kind of derailed, you know, the efforts in somewhat. And then you had guys step up and were able to get back in the game. You know, a sixteen thirteen game early in the fourth. I mean. uh but you had some weird things going. You had yeah. um, our, our man, Zigby, had been excellent all year long, and it wasn't his fault, but he had a tough night. Yeah. You had you had Cam Ryle go out with a concussion. You had uh, Durrett go out with a concussion. Afri go out. You had, you had guys that were staples of your offense and scoring points go out. So you had to rely on some guys that hadn't had to play a whole lot. Uh, Jonah McCowan stepped up and played well yeah. coming in the game that he didn't expect to play any. Um, and he he actually came in and, and led a little charge and, and got the team back in it. But it's just it was just a rough night overall. I mean, I mean you got to give your your uh, hats up to Grace Prep. I mean, they played excellent. Lee Hugh was amazing. I mean, that kid is yeah. something special. Um, but I really do think that it just it accumulated everything that happened all season. I just hate it um, for you guys because you kind of gotten rolling there toward the end and then. The injury bug just came back and kind of bit you there in that last game. Yeah, you know, and you mentioned some guys that had to step up. If if you would have told us that in the playoff game we were going to have Jonah McCown to Luke McNeil and Jonah McCown to Tyler Vining as the two touchdowns and what would get us back in the game, um, you know, we would have seriously questioned what was going on. And, and it's a credit to those three guys specifically. I say that, Luke being my kid, whatever, but – him being the leading receiver in that game, and Tyler getting his first touchdown in that game, all those things were were huge. And Jonah, the way he came in and made a couple of huge throws for us, um, a credit to those three guys for just being ready 
And and I think, you know, you're right. With the injuries, you know, when you lose arguably your, you know, statistically at least, your top two running backs on the first couple of drives, and then Cam goes down at the end of the first half. And 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 of course, he's probably the third leading rusher yardage wise on the team without looking out the top of my head. When you lose your top three rushers, and what we had been doing was so based on the ground game, and then all of a sudden we couldn't run the football. It was tough. And um, you know, I, I think that, you know, the week before against McKinney Christian, um, having to come back and win that game in overtime the way we did, you know, I will say this, and I'd mentioned this to a few people. Our kids were focused in the playoff game. And 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 I say that because, yeah, we lost the game, and it's a credit. You mentioned Lee Hugh, the quarterback, for those of you who don't who weren't paying attention to names, the quarterback for Grace Prep was had not been their quarterback the entire year. Their coaching staff, you mentioned it, you got to give credit to them because they utilized their best player the best way they could. And I think as coaches, we just felt like every time we they would do something, we would adjust, and then they would do something else, and we would adjust. And they would, and, and it was kind of a chess match all night long. The problem just became that we were playing from behind um, instead of the lead. So, yeah, definitely frustrating to lose the game, right? I mean, it's you never want to lose. You never want to lose a playoff game at home for sure. But, um, you know, I, I couldn't – I speak for every coach on our staff when I say this. We cannot be more proud of the effort our kids put into it, and, and not just in the last game, but in every game from – from July 31st or whenever we started to to November, what, 10th, whenever it ended, our kids were as hard a working group as you could have asked. And, and we didn't lose a game because we, they didn't work hard. We didn't lose a game because they weren't focused. We didn't, I mean, we lost the game because a team played better than we did, and that happens, right? Like, you, that's, that's not always the answer what people want to hear, but sometimes you just play – you go against a team that plays better than you on a certain night, and they have great athletes that can do that. Now, they lose the next week to Lubbock Trinity. They they lost this past week in the second round. Um, but it gets – I mean, it's tough to win in the playoffs. I mean, it's not like UIL to where there's 64 teams in each class, Brett. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's 16. And so you're already down to the top 16 when you get to that point. So to finish in the top 16 in the state, no matter how big it is, no matter what the class is, I'm still I'm still very proud of our kids. I, I know Coach Rob would say the same thing. All of our coaches would say that, and you watched this enough this year to know that our kids played with some amazing effort all year long. Yeah, I was really impressed. And you you've, you talked about some of those names. And the the thing is, you got to look forward to the next season. Uh, yeah. You guys are moving up to a different classification, um, and it'll be a different district. You know, you're you're inheriting a a gray squad in your district that's been a, a rival for since the two schools were founded, basically, and. So that game will now turn into a district rivalry again. And, of course, with some travel games, we're excited that we're going to be back for a full season of you guys' football on NSN next year. That's uh, kind of the plan. And so um, I'm excited for what you guys have coming back. I mean, you, you talk about some of the names you mentioned. You've got, you've got some talent coming back um, next season. So should be a good, uh, a good year of Burkill football here for the next few years. Yeah, we're excited about that. And, and- – Speaking of that, let's kind of transition to talk about realignment because this is something, Brett, that we've known about now for a little over a month. The The initial realignment came out back in October, and, man, it was kind of – I know a lot of you listening saw that and have heard about it now and are talking about it, but the initial alignment, at least for football, came out where it was Brook Hill and Grace, obviously in East Texas, Grace Prep and Bishop Dunn in the Dallas area, and then – 
Austin Hyde Park, Brentwood Christian, which is also in Austin, and Austin Regents, a 17 football district with some serious travel. Um, and, you know, as much as it's a, a weird travel, Brett, for us to Austin, imagine being Bishop Dunn or Grace Prep going to Austin and what that travel looks like. And so just to kind of pull behind the scenes in, in taps when the alignment comes out, teams have a window or schools have a window where they can appeal the alignment and they can, you know, talk to taps about maybe some different options. And I think at this point, most people know that a lot of the schools in our district appealed the taps, that district and the travel. And uh, we found out last week, ultimately tap said, it is what it is. You're going to be in this district. And, you know, I, I think I, I'm kind of the person in this, on this staff, at least I know there's some others, but I've been really vocal with other guys about, Hey, look, yeah, for us, that travel is new and it's not something we've been doing. We've been playing East Texas and Dallas and haven't been that bad. But if you look around the state and taps, Brett, there are schools that every year travel from Fort Worth to Midland or Fort Worth to Lubbock. There's some schools right now going from Austin to like Brownsville, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's some serious travel in taps. And unfortunately we're going to get to experience that the next two years. I don't know what it looks like after that. Right now that's the football district. And, and I think for football, Brett, we could agree. Let's we, we can talk about the competitive side of it later. I think it's a, I think it's a really good football district, by the way, when you consider us and grace and grace prep and regents is a perennial power there in the, they're in the semifinals in five, eight this year, uh, Brentwood and Hyde park are both going to be better by the way, Hyde park coached by Texas Longhorn legend and NFL kicker Phil Dawson. And so, yeah, so there, there's some there's some cool things about the district, uh, but it's going to be really competitive. But football is easy, right? It's a Friday night. You're used to maybe a longer day of travel on, on Friday. You, you have the day to recover the next day. I think a lot of the concern was what that looks like for winter sports, volleyball in the fall, and then spring sports, right? Like, how does that work if, if you're going to travel to Austin on a Tuesday night? And I will say this. We're all working together. The schools are all working. We've been having meetings already about making sure those things don't happen. And I know a lot of concern, Brett, would be how much school you may miss. Um, you you know, I, as far as I know, unless something crazy happens that we're not expecting, and I don't, we don't know details what the schedules are going to look like, I wouldn't expect that kind of travel on a Tuesday night. And I think it'll be limited. I think that, you know, looking at some of the other districts in the state, if they're going from Fort Worth to Lubbock or Fort Worth to Midland, they may – take a Friday and drive to Lubbock and play the Lubbock team on Friday night, spend the night, wake up, play the Midland team on Saturday, and then come home. I think you may see some of that in some of the sports. I know there's some – each sport's going to have their own unique struggles, right? Like for basketball, that's perfect. For volleyball, maybe that works. But what about for baseball or softball, right, where you got arms and you got to rest guys and all that kind of stuff? So all those things will get worked through, and I, and I hope, Brett, that at the very least the people listening at home that, that don't know those details yet understand – it's all going to work out. It's all going to be fine. Like it's going to be new, but it's all going to be fine. Yeah, and we're going to try to, uh, you know, as far as for football goes, we'll be traveling to those games and and uh, covering you guys and as much as we can in the other sports and hopefully be able to work something out to be able to do more of that because, um, you know, we do have the boarding students that that they love the coverage, but we also have those that can't travel that far. It's just not feasible. They have jobs they can't get off, and so yeah. Um, That'll be what our goal is to do the best we can to cover as many of those uh, type trips as we can, especially the big, the big games, the one that those are important that that we see that that may uh, decide some district seedings and and that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and I think the important thing also is to remember that we it, it's real 
it's real tempting to look at it just from a Brook Hill point of view, right? Like, man, this stinks for us. And yeah, look, I'm not excited about driving a bus or riding on a bus to some of those places, right? But I mean, you know, in in, in when you have two schools, we're we're outliers, kind of, right? Being in East Texas, with just us and Grace in our classification, so it'll be fine. We we lose some traditional rivals for the, at least the next two years. I I don't think. You know, Dallas Christian will be in, in 4A where we are now. I think we will probably never be in a district with them again. I think their numbers are just so much lower than ours. And But we lose uh, McKinney Christian. We lose Prince of Peace. Some of the schools that we've been playing against, as a coach, personally, I'm excited about playing some new teams. I think getting in some new rivalries may be good for us. Um, but football-wise, I mean, it's going to be a loaded district. We'll talk about that another time. But um, it, it'll be it'll be fine. And, and uh, it's been interesting to watch. As this all has unfolded. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about winter sports. Uh, two of the sports have gotten started. Um, women's soccer, uh, Brett, they actually played a scrimmage uh, last week. They went up to TCA Addison and scrimmaged uh, those guys. And, uh, you know, if, if for those that don't know, Coach Rodrigo came in last year as a new head uh, women's soccer coach. Uh, made the playoffs with that team uh, last year. And, and so higher expectations for him. And he works – he is a – if you know Coach Rodrigo, you know he is a super hard worker. His teams will be ready to play. They have uh, – he's made me thankful a couple times, Brett, that I coach basketball because I've watched him out there in the pouring down rain practicing. Uh, <laughs> and in basketball, fortunately, we never have to do that. So uh, – but they had a great showing up there. They kick off the regular season uh, – we, we actually host a soccer tournament November 30th, December 1st, and December 2nd. That'll be the first regular season action for our girls and our boys, and, and it'll be exciting to watch them. I'm looking here at the schedule. Uh, November 30th, um, the the boys' soccer team will play at 530 against Houston Lutheran South, and then at 7 o'clock that night, uh, the girls will be back in action against Trinity Christian. So that'll be Thursday, November 30th, your first chance to see those guys, and Brett, I know you you are a soccer fan. You you follow soccer, and one of the things that has really been awesome to watch in my time at Brookhill has been to watch our soccer program consistently find themselves deep in the playoffs, and this could be a year that we see that from both of them as well. Yeah, soccer is one of those sports. Um, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, those guys have to be in, in top, tip-top shape. Um, actually, my kids are playing. I coach them. Uh, currently, we're kind of in the offseason, but – um, I got out there and tried to play a little bit, you know, really of the old days and against the kids. And, uh, man, I'm still recovering from, from that. That's been about a month ago, but I, I, I really think that, you know, honestly, soccer takes a lot. You've got to be in shape. You've got to have, um, as far as you got to know where to go with the offsides rule I mean, you got to be in the right spot. You get, you get, uh, they can put the trap on you real quick and you'd be offsides. Um, so there's a lot of things that are, that are really good in soccer. I think it's really good for for kids, even growing up, even if they're not going to play soccer when they're older. It's a great sport to to start with, especially with the conditioning, with all the you know hand eye coordination stuff that they have to be able to do. Um, and I hope to at least get out and watch a couple of the soccer games this year. It, it should be a should be a good season. You know, and and I love our tournament that we put on. It's, it's a huge deal. It's always in conjunction with a few other schools. Uh, but I'm looking ahead to that Thursday. We mentioned the five thirty and seven. Uh, on, on Friday the 1st, uh, both teams will play two games. The girls will play 10.30 and 7.30. The boys will play 12 and 6. So find your way out there for that tournament. But those guys will be getting going soon 
as well. Uh, the men's basketball team, uh, they're finally getting uh, a chance to, to go at it with football ending. Uh, Coach Agnew, and let, let me back up a little bit and say this. Coach Collins and the boys, big expectations for them. He's finally getting his people healthy, or not just healthy, but after football ending, get all his guys, the same as Coach Agnew. So Coach Agnew's finally getting his guys ready to go. Um, they've had a good couple weeks of practice since football has ended. Uh, they're going to work out some this week during Thanksgiving week, and then uh, they will tip off uh, Brett November 30th. They're in a tournament down in Conroe at Conroe Covenant. So a little later start for them. Coach Agnew maybe tried to find a few games that it just didn't work out with people looking, but they'll go down to Conroe and have a uh, a chance to get the season started right. And and I'm excited, man. I, I, you and I have talked about this. Coach Agnew uh, does such a great job with that team um, and, and excited to see Beck Langemeyer back. And, Ryder Williams back, Osagi Zigby back, some of the new faces with Kojo and some of those other guys. I'll be curious to see what they look like. I know Coach Agnew is is very positive. They could uh, they could be pretty good based on their length and their size. Yeah, it's going to be a different a different look for sure. Because um, we kind of talked about you know after the season last year, Corey and I did a lot of those games, and they're going to have to replace a lot. Um, a lot of varsity experience coming off the board there. But yeah, they've got a they've got a solid foundation. I'm excited to see what Coach Agnew does with them. Like you said, they've got a lot of athletic ability and size. Something that they didn't have a whole lot last year as far as playing wise. So it'll be a different little different group, but you know, still excited to see uh see what they've got for this season. I think talking to Coach Agnew the other day, one thing he said was if we can defend, we're gonna be okay. I think they'll be fine. I think that one of the things that that Coach Agnew uh, I've always respected about Coach Agnew is his ability to get the most out of his group, and uh, I think that he will he will definitely uh, be able to do that again this year. Uh, and then, of course, uh, our girls team we've been we've been blowing and going for a few weeks now. Uh, did you say Did you say blowing people out and going? Is that what you said? Oh, okay, man, don't say that. But <laughs> yeah, we we've we've been we've we've been fortunate. Um, you know, I, I told somebody the other day, like, you know, it's been a combination of playing really well. And playing some teams that are a little bit down, maybe than what they thought they, what we thought they would be when we scheduled the game. Um, and you know, we're we're inexperienced too. You know, like I have uh, really, I mean, we we lost a lot in terms of of numbers, um, but you know, we're playing really well right now. Um, but off to a five and zero start. You know, you couldn't ask for a better start than that. We actually, if you're listening to this on Monday, we actually play a home game. Uh, today at four o'clock against a good Sherino team that just lost uh, in the Wells tournament final to Bullard uh, by two points. That's their only loss on the year. Um, a team that we scrimmaged and, and Bullard beat us by anywhere from eight to ten, I think, in the two scrimmages. Um, it'll be a good test for us, you know. And uh, I told the girls the other day, Brett, like, you know, it's it's going undefeated is very hard in a basketball season, so it probably doesn't happen. And it's it's. You know, keep it going as long as you can. I'd love to be eating Thanksgiving dinner, Brett, six and zero on Thursday. Um, and and it's we're very similar. I think if you come and watch the game, if you don't watch it, by the way, shameless plug here, you can watch it on NetSN. Uh, no matter where you're at, you can be able to watch this Brook Hill Sherino game on Monday. You can go back and watch it after the fact if you want to. I think it's yeah. two very similar teams. I think it's a good test for us to play somebody that plays our style to kind of see what that's like. But you know, we're gonna keep it rolling. Um, and and hopefully we can. Um, you know, continue to build, and we got a long way to go still to get to where we want to get. But uh, we feel pretty happy. I know you got to watch us play a game last week against Gorman, and and uh, yeah, I'm always curious to know what outsiders see 
when they see that. But I, I hope that when people come watch us now, they see uh, a, 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 I don't want to say better effort because I think we've played with better effort. I think now it's it's a combination of effort and ability combining to make it look a lot better. No, I think that um, you guys look really good. I always enjoy watching you guys play just because of the style. I mean, I, uh, you, you guys put the press on and force people to, to have to really, you know, think about what they're doing, getting it across half court, um, all the pressure. Um, the thing that, that – and you've ran into it already this season. You just got to – got to press without fouling. Um, yeah. Especially yep. with the new, the new foul rules. You know, now they're – if you get five fouls in a quarter, now you're shooting two shots. So you give a good team – um, a lot of free throws that can really put you in a, in a bind early. And so you, you mentioned the limited bench. Uh, you only have so many fouls over there on the bench. Yeah. So that, that's something that, that I think you guys are, are going to have to learn on the fly um, this season. But I, I was really impressed um, seeing y'all there. I'm excited. Me and Kyle will be on the call. Uh, that'll be, I guess, if you're listening to this on Monday, it'll be tonight or in the afternoon at four. Um, and again, it'll be on. If you miss it, you can go back and watch it. But, I'm just excited to see you guys play on a team that that's going to really test you. I mean, those are the kinds of games that you want on your schedule to get you prepared for district play and and the big things I think that you guys can accomplish this year. I think this could be a really special group. It could be. We that's that's our hope. So uh, come out and watch if you can. If not, uh, the next time that we will be at home uh, will be December seventh, eighth, and ninth. And another thing that we want to talk about today is uh, the Brook Hill Invitational for for the last few years. Uh, Coach Agnew and the boys have hosted the Tommy Young uh, Classic, and then the girls have hosted the Lady Guard Invitational. We've kind of combined those two things, and it's just the Brook Hill Invitational this year, and there's six boys' teams, eight girls' teams coming. There's uh, math off the top of my head. It's hard, 28 games total for the weekend. Uh, they'll be they'll all be in the upper school gym except for two each Thursday and Friday night at the lower school. But the cool thing this year is that 24 of the 28 games – going to be broadcast live on NetSN. Pretty cool. Yeah, we're excited to uh, be our first tournament. we got a couple of tournaments lined up this season, but this is the first one to do. So um, we're excited to bring it to you. We just, um, of course, we we love being in Brook Hill. Anyway, we'll be set up all day. So if you're coming by, you know, come by the table and say hi, me and Corey and whoever else is, uh, decides to come out. We'll have our whole crew in and out all day. But I'm excited for some good basketball. Get to see some teams from the local area because since we cover, you know, all of East Texas uh, during basketball season, it's good to see some some other teams and just see how their season's going and, and talk to coaches. And I'm just really excited about what this is going to do for you guys in this tournament. I mean, we we just love covering basketball and in general, and and for us to be able to broadcast almost the entire tournament online. I mean, it's during the day during the the work hours or so. Some people that can't see their kids play or whatever, we'll have that uh, available for them. So you just kind of put on your uh, screen, your computer at work and make sure you have your headphones in there. <laughs> boss doesn't see you uh, watching. But, but yeah, we're excited about being there and, and just glad that Brook Hill allows us to come out and, and uh, broadcast this tournament. You know, and what I think is cool about this tournament is, you know, Coach Agnew and I are very deliberate about who we invite to the tournament, right? You want teams that can be competitive with each other, but also you want quality programs, quality coaches, quality kids. And we're really excited about the level of the coaches we're bringing in. We, uh, I, I would say that almost to a man, Coach Agnew and I have a lot, of, have a ton of respect for each of the coaches coming. And I think that's the best thing about a tournament is when you have, when all the people involved are, are quality individuals. You know, there's a lot, of, you go to a lot of tournaments where 
they just take whoever comes in. And you don't know what you're getting. You don't know how people are going to act. You don't know how people are going to respond. And we know what that's going to be here. And and to host a tournament at our place, we feel like we have the best facilities around. We have the best people around. And to bring that all together, I think will be a great thing. But that's December 7th, 8th, and 9th. That schedule, all the broadcast games are already up on your YouTube page, on NetSN's YouTube page. But we'll be posting that entire schedule here soon. Uh, so come out, check out a bunch of good basketball, hopefully. And we're still looking for some sponsors for the tournament, too. So if anybody's interested in in sponsoring the tournament, um, just helps us out to be able to uh, take care of guys and, and uh, you know, covers all our costs and stuff. Uh, just reach out to us. Um, we have a uh, an email address, netisinlive at gmail. Just reach out, and uh, we can give you all that information if you're interested. You know what's cool about that, guys, if you're listening and you do want to be a part of that, it's not only just for our tournament. I know that Brett and those guys would love to have you on as a sponsor for everything they do. Um, just, I know I've been a fortunate to be a part of a bunch of football broadcasts this year and been a part of a bunch of shows with you guys. And so there's a lot of cost involved uh, in doing all those things. And so just like any other business, support. It's a local business. It's a local group trying to do a service for people. Look at it that way. Look at you as you're, you're helping uh, local guys do a great thing. And, and I know that at Brookhill, the people appreciate that tremendously. Um, one last thing to mention before we get off the air. Brett, I told you we were going to go short today. We're almost 30 minutes. We're going to make this work. Um, December 4th, uh, the uh, TAPS State Cheer Competition will be taking place down in uh, Belton. And in case you did not know this, our girls are the defending uh, state champions in that in their division and have been working hard to, uh, to go back and hopefully repeat as champs. Now, I will say this, Brett, there's two things about that. Number one, it's hard to repeat in anything <laughs> for a lot of reasons, right? And, and expectations are higher when you are the champions or whatever. Um, and and the other thing about that is it's a sport, Brett, that is judged by judges, right? And so naturally, when you're the defending champion, whether it's intentional or not, their expectation of you is even higher. And – I think that's more of the challenge that our girls are facing. We know what they can do. We know what they're physically capable of, but you got to fight all those factors when you're in that situation. Yeah, that's uh it's something you know a lot about, uh, uh, Jeremy. You have some inside information on the the cheer team. Yeah, there. I I do, and and, and I, I hear it all, um, and that's great. And actually, we'll have uh, my wife Tiffany on the show next week uh, before the girls head off and and do all that. There are still a couple opportunities for you to watch them. Uh, November 27th, they will have their uh, final show-offs. Uh, they do this every year with Jacksonville High School. They work together. To Both teams are going to state at the same time. They get together on that night, and they'll be having their performances. All that stuff will be on social media for you. And then I think they're going to do one more performance um, at the school on Friday, December 1st uh, in the morning. I think they're going to do one that anybody can come watch that wants to. Uh, so there's a couple opportunities to watch that. Be looking for that on social media. Um and the other thing about this is, is I believe now I've been told they're working on a fan bus to go to the cheer competition. Okay. One of the things that I've gotten to notice from being there, Brett, is most of these schools are a lot closer to Waco than we are, and they bring a ton of people with them. Like, obviously, parents and stuff, but they bring a ton of kids to be a part of that. And I think it adds to the whole, the hmm. whole performance. Just and the the, other, you need to bring some bodyguards. You do need to bring the bodyguard student section. And, but also, I'll say this. And this is not because my wife is is the cheer coach or whatever, but when when you have a group of people whose sole job is to support everybody else, I think it's important that everybody else supports them in their situation, right? Like 
the, the cool thing watching Tiffany and the group and what they do throughout the year is that in addition to preparing for their own state competition, they're preparing pep rallies. They're doing all these other things throughout the year that a lot of the teams don't have to deal with. Like my basketball team doesn't have to worry about hosting pep rallies during basketball season or whatever it is. So there's a lot of things they do and, and knowing the, the, some of the things that are asked of Tiffany and the cheerleaders at times, they are always willing to do it. And that's tough. So I would just say, if you have the ability to go watch, I know it's look, it's a Monday and after the holiday, whatever, I would say, I would encourage you to go and watch it. And, and one of the coolest things of my time as a coach and as a parent, especially as a husband was watching them win the competition last year and, and not just watching them perform, but watching how important it was to them when they won it. And those are memories that I'll have forever that people, I mean, it, it was, obviously it was emotional for them. It was emotional for everybody there because you knew what they put into it, right? I mean, that's, I think any championship is special, but I think this one's a little, a little more special in my mind and a, a little biased, right? But it's more special because of all the other things that they're a part of. Well, you should be biased. I mean, you see on a daily basis and all the work that she puts in with the, with the girls and the team. And it, you, you mentioned a good point. Um, who's at all the football games, the cheerleaders, basketball games, cheerleaders. Uh, I'm sure they go to soccer, like all of these sports that they go to, it's not their sport, but they're there to cheer on the team, whether they want to be there or not, they're there. And I'll see, you know, you probably, I don't know if you have any this year, but in the past you've had some girls that played basketball. They were also cheerleaders. Yeah, they would, sure. they would play in the game then I'll go in, change their cheerleader outfit, and they're cheering for the boys' team yeah. right after that. So, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing other things as well. It's not like they're just doing cheer. They're in other activities. So, um, I mean, I think that's just – it's one of those unsung hero things that you just kind of forget about. And so for them to be able to go out and get their own individual award, and that's just awesome. I, I think it's a great, great thing for those girls. And you mentioned that Lila Morris, you know, was one of our starters right now on the basketball team, but she's also been doing cheer practice. And so there are many days to where she comes in to cheer at 630 in the morning on maybe a Monday and then goes to school all day and then has basketball practice until 536. And she's put in 12, 13 hour days. And we we it's a lot on those kids and, and not just basketball. There are soccer players doing the same thing. There were volleyball players when they were it was a volleyball season. They're having it's a lot put on them. And so I'll be excited to watch them perform. I'll be excited to have Tiffany on next week, talk a little bit more about the way that whole thing works because it's not the same as an athletic competition. It's not the same as a state basketball tournament. There are a lot of factors involved in how you you almost get to decide where you perform and how you compete, and there's a lot that goes into that that you and I probably could never understand or explain on our own. Um, it'll be fun to have her on next week to talk about that before they go compete uh, on the 4th. And uh, I know that everybody will be rooting for them like they did last year. That was, it was kind of a galvanizing thing for us last year for that to happen. And uh, it's, they've kind of raised the bar for girls athletics. We talk about all the time, like when a, when a girls team wins a state championship, no matter what it's in, uh, it makes everybody else want one. It's, it's pushed me to be better coach, honestly. And uh, so don't tell her that we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave that out. But uh, <laughs> anyway, well, we, we said we were going to go short today. It's a holiday week. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Everybody's listening. And uh, come watch some basketball this week. If you get a chance on, on Monday to come watch it. If not, everybody will be back in action next week. Come to the soccer tournament next week. We'll talk cheer next week. We'll talk basketball. We'll talk soccer. We'll talk it all, Brett. And uh, hopefully we won't be uh, in a, uh, a turkey coma or, or a chocolate pie coma. That's <laughs> gotta, what I'm going gotta, for. 
we have to get out of it because we had a couple of games to try to get in on Friday. So, you know, can't be in too much of a turkey coma. As always, check out the NetSN app. I was able to talk to a couple of coaches who have been hearing me talk about this whole thing all year long, and they're finally like, hey, what's this app? Well, if you're listening, you know the NetSN app is where you want to be. And even Coach Nick Harrison, I wanted to get the app, uh, Brett. He was updating scores for us Friday night for one of the playoff oh, games he was watching. It, uh, it took him all season to do that. Man. It took him all season, but he did it. But great for him. And uh, check out all the all, YouTube content. Because all our games will be on there. As we're rounding out football season, we'll, it'll, they'll be less and less on there. But we will have always the games will have the um, on the app. So you can find the games real easily. Uh, I believe I've already got the games for uh, tonight on there. So you can find a game and watch it right there from the app. Uh, just an easy place to find the uh, – of course, we still have a few football games. So if you're doing the Pick'em Challenge, don't forget to get their picks in. So Jeremy, did you get your 10 uh, Brookhill got oh, in yet? We haven't got 10 yet. We're working on it. There's, there's, we're getting close. We're getting close. There's some guys that uh, – we even had a player. Dylan Oots got in there and made some picks and uh, Oots, a couple weeks ago. Right. Yeah, so – but anyway, we, we're glad everybody's listening. We hope you have a great week. We'll see you soon. Until next time, for Brett Sweeney, this is Jeremy Hubbard saying so long, you're on Fire the Cannon. sustained a bone joint work or sports injury problems with mobility or movement suffer with pain contact azalea orthopedics our specialists serve patients across east texas for proven trusted medical care you have a choice demand azalea